May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture today is from Zechariah and Matthew. Zechariah 9, 9-12. Rejoice in heart and soul, daughter of Zion. Shout with gladness, daughter of Jerusalem. Look, your ruler comes to you, victorious and triumphant, humble, riding on a donkey, on a colt, a foal of a donkey. The ruler will banish chariots from Ephraim and horses from Jerusalem. The bow will be banished. The ruler will proclaim peace for the nations, the empire stretching from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you, due to the blood covenant with me, I am returning your prisoners from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will give you back double. In Matthew eleven sixteen through 19. What comparison can I make with this generation? They are like children shouting to others as they sit in the marketplace. We piped you a tune, but you wouldn't dance. We sang you a dirge, but you wouldn't mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he is possessed. The chosen one comes eating and drinking, and they say, this one is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Wisdom will be vindicated by her own actions. So as I mentioned during the welcome, um, I'm going to talk a bit about that blood covenant in our scripture today. A little, we're going to change gears. <laughs> yeah, um, no, this is not the children's sermon today. Uh, I'm going to talk about that blood covenant here at least briefly at the top of my sermon, mostly to say that in the culture of the ancient Israelites, where our scriptures come from, sacrifices were about transformation. Sacrifices, it was believed, invited God to transform our lives. And blood was the most powerful agent to produce change, as it was the most valuable agent that could be sacrificed. Grains were also sacrificed, but for lesser reasons. And Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, talks all about these customs and practices if you want to go look them up yourself. So under that theology, Christ's blood sacrifice of himself was the most powerful invitation for God to transform our world. This is essentially what's called atonement theory. And now for me, yes, I agree that a blood sacrifice is a powerful act. I hope none of us will deny that. But personally, I haven't come across any reason to believe that there is a mystical thing with the blood. I find it more likely that the power of the connection to life, severed, causes transformation. Christ being so deeply connected to the whole world set off a massive transformation when he died. And indeed, if we sacrifice our blood, we are transformed. Who here has donated blood? Beautiful. So, you know, we don't know what they do with that blood or specifically where it goes, but we sacrifice it from our own use. 
And when we do it, it, it transforms us from isolated to connected. We're giving up our time, our personal life force, to care and give to others, strangers. We care not only about ourselves, but someone else. So that's a little, that's a little context on blood sacrifice for me. And I'll get back to the benefits of other sacrifices here in just a bit. But a few weeks ago, we reflected on the theology of the musical Rent. And I used the lyrics from one of the songs of Rent called What You Own as an opening prayer. We said that opening prayer together. And I want to go back and touch on those lyrics as we begin to lean into Zechariah and Matthew today. Maybe you remember a few weeks ago when we said this together as our opening prayer, don't breathe too deep, don't think all day, dive into work and drive the other way. That drip of hurt, that pint of shame goes away, just play the game. We're living in America, so leave our conscience at the tone. And we've changed the lyrics at the end of that to petition, God, help us know we are not what we own. Well, that song goes on, and Mark and Roger, the people singing it, are reflecting on their past and what's important to them. And they remember a meaningful night when all their friends had dinner together. And Mark sings, what was it about that night? Connection in an isolating age. For once, the shadows gave way to light. For once, I didn't disengage. And I want to dig into this re revelation here, that we live in an isolating age. Amen? And that connection, personal human connection, is a blessing. One that we may too often disengage from. Because, yes, we're living in America, and every year we get a new iPhone and new software and new internet something or other to capture our attention. There's always an exciting or infuriating news story to hear or read about, games on our phones, news stories on our TVs, don't think all day, dive into work, work, produce, succeed, advance, constantly, relentlessly, the drumbeat of progress requires us to clip through social conversations because we just have so much to do. But look, Zechariah says, your ruler comes to you victorious and triumphant. Battle's won. And he's riding a donkey, proclaiming peace, releasing prisoners, paying reparations back double what was taken. And now, none of that is productive from a fiscal gains perspective, right? None of that works if we think about it from the capitalistic mindset of money and advancement and development. None of that consistently works to expand and succeed and grow and develop a bottom line for our shareholders. It just makes lives easier right now. 
not later and down the line and at the end of the year when we look at our budget. Right now, it makes lives easier. Life would just be easier for the common people if all that just happened. Will it satisfy, in theory? No. But, but what about, and, and how can you, and now think that through, Pastor, and, and that's not going to last, and how can you, and all sorts of criticisms would naturally arise. But Jesus isn't trying to satisfy us. We heard last week how he didn't come to bring an easy life for us all. And today in Matthew, he notes how John came without eating or drinking and that that wasn't good enough. He's possessed, they say. And then Jesus came eating and drinking and that wasn't good enough. And he was a glutton and a drunkard, hanging out with sinners. There was no winning, no satisfying everyone. What strikes me as particularly interesting is that caring for others... More than ourselves, more than our bottom line, more than long-term stability, can be cheaper than caring for the pressures of society. Here's what I mean. Caring for others more than ourselves can be cheaper than caring for the pressures of society. Zechariah says, the bow will be banished. Weapons, banished. This is not him asking if that will work. He's not having a debate about the Second Amendment He's not telling what the, he's telling what the anointed ruler would do, will do. No fanfare. Save the expense. No weapons. Oh boy, that's a mighty big expense for our country. Tell you what. This year's military budget is over $816 billion. Billion dollars. We could modernize our entire infrastructure with a quarter of that over 10 years. Toxic drinking water, failed electric grids, dams and rails, fixed, hardships removed. But what about, and, and how can you, and now think that through, Pastor, and that's not going to last. And like Zechariah, I'm not asking or even proposing that we do this. I'm telling that this is something else that we could do with that money per the scriptural notation. And now I hear our guest artist from the JC Superstar service a few weeks ago singing the part of Judas, pleading with Jesus. They'll crush us if we go too far. They'll crush us if we go too far. And Jesus said, okay, bet. And yeah, he was killed. He was crushed. His legacy lives on. His witness and sacrifice is transforming lives even today. Empire co-opted that sacrifice because of how powerful it is, and yet it is undeniable that Jesus said, okay, bet, let's go too far. Let's care too much. Let us, people, individuals, not do... Let us, people, individuals, do the compassionate thing and remove hardships as we are able. Let's breathe deeply. 
Let's think all day. Put off work. Hang on to our conscience. Making space to critically connect in an isolating age. Confession time, beloved. I've been doing church leadership since I was 16 as a youth elder after confirmation. I have, I have, I have. I've been to a lot of church meetings in my life. A lot. And I confess, I used to loathe doing check-ins to start church meetings. I did. I thought it was a waste of time. Yes, I confess my sins here before God and community. I silently rolled my eyes every time the pastor said, well, let's start by saying a little bit about how we've been doing personally. But then in seminary, a colleague and I were getting into a heated debate about how long we should spend talking with congregants. And I thought at that time that efficiency was ideal. The shorter we could talk to get the information communicated, the better gave us more time to actually work on all the issues that were in front of us. And my colleague asked me, what value did I think dialoguing had? Well, exchanging important information, I quickly responded. And how do you know what, import, what information is the most important? She asked me. How do you know what information is the most important? That one stumped me. How arrogant I was to see other people as tools to give me information on my timetable to suit my interests. I wasn't willing to sacrifice even the slightest bit of my work time to connect. If it wasn't productive conversation, I really wasn't interested. And with no sacrifice of my personal time, how could that relationship possibly be transformative? Beloved, sacrificing our blood is a blessing to those who need infusions. Sacrificing our productivity to connect with another human or animal or plant or life in any way Sacrificing our productivity, I firmly believe, is a blessing to our soul and helps kick off our spiritual transformation. I pray God help us have faith in the cost of sacrifice that we might reap the benefits of transformation. If we might give up of our productivity, the work we think we have to do, and sit in the blessing of connection in an isolating age. May it be so. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, 
St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.